All right, so let's talk about part two of defeating the four enemies of growth. We have to crush through defeating three enemies, starting with number two, which is the unscalable process. So I'll head over to Chad to start the morning off with the conversation. Well, first of all, in the uh, comments here, I had to give it 11 of the brains exploding because that was really good. Um, so many gold nuggets here, man. And I'm just listening to this going, oh, I need to do that. Oh yeah, I need to do that. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Um, so I have a few here I, I want to share. First one is that organizations don't drift towards growth. They drift towards complacency, complexity, and decline. So that's just a fact to keep in mind, um, which is really, really, really good. I love that one. And he kind of went back over, kill a rule, cut a meeting remove a policy, empower a person. And just as a reminder from a couple days ago, if you guys weren't on, go back through that one because those he kind of breaks down and those are instrumental in making com complex things simple. And I think a lot of the greats, that's what great uh, leaders do is they take complicated things and they make them simple. They take all the red tape and they get rid of as much as possible to make things simple. You know, we say, and it works all the time, keep it simple, stupid. KISS, right? The acronym. Prior military guy, I love acronyms. So you throw an acronym at me, I'm, I'm so happy. So KISS is a really good one to remember. Um, the definable growth flow, he talked about unscalable process. Uh, and I loved how he said scaling improves exponentially, which is a key here because with it works, that's how you do this business is you scale. And you want to scale exponentially where you have people, you know, 17 levels deep in another country that go diamond and you haven't even had a chance to meet them in person yet. I mean, that's what you ultimately want to grow this thing, grow this thing huge. And he said, define the growth driver. So I just jotted these down real quick, probably. And I don't know, Joel might have some better ones. Tay might have better ones, but just a few, if I was just going to pick five real quick, right? Five things that, that move the needle for sure. Right. The first one I had is just, you have to always grow your prospect list personally. You have, you have to always have a personal prospect list that you're growing. Two is then you have to educate your prospects on our, on our opportunity and on our products. You have to, that's two. Three, now, you, now that you've educated people, you just uh, collect educated decisions, yes or no, right? We, some would call that closing. I call that collecting educated decisions, you know, on a scale of one to 10, now that you know, what the opportunity is one, no interest in lose my number and 10 sign me up right this second. What number are you at? Right. That's just collecting educated decisions Four is launching new DTs, brand new person. What do they do? You got to launch them. And then five is just personal development, growing the mindset all the time and just repeating those five over and over and pushing and teaching everyone in your organization to do those five. So there might be better five, but those are the five I came up with right away that I know actually move the needle for uh, growth drivers. Um, you never become great by playing it safe. Man, I love that one. That's a huge, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a post about that one later because I think our, we're, we're all predispositioned uh, as we get older to, to play it safe. That, that's culturally, that's kind of what we're taught, right? I mean, we're, the, the script that we're given is just play it safe. It's constantly play it safe, go to school, get good grades, get a good job. You know, you got to go to college and then, and it's all about playing it safe. And when someone comes along and goes, 
hey man, be risky. That's like, oh, oh, I identified a very reckless person, right? But the most reckless people, in my opinion, the ones that take the biggest risks are the ones that ultimately get the, get the biggest rewards. Um, spread how we think. I think this is so good too, because just because we learned something and we get it and we're excited about it, that doesn't mean our team has any clue what we just learned. So we have to always study, you know, Jim Rohn would say study, practice, teach, study, practice, teach. You know, when we're talking about knowledge. Uh, knowledge is so important because what you don't know, you don't know. Right. And that includes in this business. So knowledge, I always think about the four types of knowledge. There's the learn knowledge where you, you actually learn something. And then there's activity where you apply the knowledge. And then there's the uh, modeling knowledge where you're, you're learning, you're, you're being mentored by somebody. And sometimes your mentor doesn't even know it. Like, like John Maxwell is actually Joel's mentor and John knows it, but John Maxwell's my mentor and doesn't know it because I've read a lot of his books, right? Tay and I, and, and, and so we've read these books. So he's actually a mentor. And then we can't just be mentored though. We have to mentor others. We have to constantly be growing others. Um, growth and comfort never coexist. I love how I said stretch people where they are. That's why it has to be an independent plan for, for growth for each person. Because if you try and teach two people the same thing, one of them, you might blow their mind so much. They, they disappear on you because you're just stretching them too hard and, and you break. If you pull a rubber band too hard, it breaks. Then what? Right. Then that's where people are like, bye too stressful for me my hair fell out yesterday because what you asked me to do so i'm done i mean if someone's a introvert and they want to hide in their house you don't say hey man here's what you're gonna do you can do five rap parties a week they're gonna be like uh, uh no and another person you say here's what you're gonna do you're gonna do a thousand hosts of posts on your phone per day and they're gonna be like i don't even like facebook i'd rather go out and see people <laughs> so you have to find where people are and stretch them you know one of the uh the leadership definitions in the military was getting someone to do something they wouldn't have done if you wouldn't have been there. And all, to me, that just means stretch them just enough. And so you have to know the person, you have to know what they want to stretch them just enough. So it's a, it's a leader, John Maxwell calls it the leadership dance, right? You got to kind of dance a little bit and you dance differently with whoever you're dancing with. Okay. A couple more. Um, great leaders grow great organizations. So all of our goals should be to become a great leader, right? And that, that just takes time and it takes what you're doing right now and it takes investment. He talked about uh, mindset determining direction, uh, self-esteem and organizational esteem, which I thought was so good. And, you know, I, I thought he, he had some great questions at the, at the end, just naming your growth drivers, figuring that out, pushing those into your organization. Uh, what mindset needs to change organizationally? What, what culture do you represent? What culture do you want to have represented within your organization? Does your, does your organization know about the It Works Gives Back? Uh, or, or would you say that a large percentage of your organization is excited about giving back? You know, they're giving back $5 a month. Are you an organization that, you know, is focused on personal development? Are you, is your, is your organization reading books? You know, are they, are you a uh, organization that's getting, like all on top of the host of posts and you're doing giveaways and you know how many host of posts are happening within your organization or within the, the 10, 12 people or how many people you're working with personally. These are all indicators of growth that we need to know what's happening. Like in our organization, I'm kind of old school. So I love doing three-way calls because one of my strengths is talking to new people on the phone. I can talk to someone. I can become their friend. I can get into their asking the questions that no one's asking them. 
get into their life and understand what makes what what makes what they're passionate about and help them get there faster. So I know if I get someone on the phone, I'm probably gonna have about a 50% close rate. So one thing, if I wanna grow our organization, one of the best things I can do to serve our organization is get on the phone with people's prospects. So that's something that works for us. Now, that might not be your organization. That's part of the culture of ours is three-way calls. So I'll leave it there, Joel. But uh, you know, again, this is, this is, I probably said this more than five times in the last year, but this is a top five for me for the last year. And I love Craig Groeschel and he is just super, he's a super leader and he's amazing. You know, you're living an amazing life when every time you say this is the best one, that just means you're uncovering gold each week. So absolutely love that. All right, Tay, throw it down to you. Get ready to blow our minds. Yeah, that was good. Uh, just some everything that he shared and also with Chad shared. I love when uh, Chad was talking about uh, the name, the growth drivers. And I love that because he was very specific in what his growth drivers are. And the one thing that I put down that I love that uh, Craig shared that Chad did, he said, clearly define and measure them. Uh, it's one thing to have that prospect list, but how many people is, is on your prospect list? How many people do you need to reach out and talk to on that list? And you have to understand, you have to do that. Like Joe always says, a numbers game. Uh, so you have to continue to figure out what is your number and measure that and decide how much action you need to take to reach your goal. So, I love when he talked about that. The second thing uh, he talked about uh, that I love, really love is the growth mindset. Uh, and I love that. He said our mindset determines our direction. Uh, and for me, when I look at people with growth mindset opposed to the people who don't, uh, people with growth mindsets, they find a way. People who don't, they find an excuse. Uh, so that's the difference in knowing what you want and knowing that it's possible. I think many people, especially uh, just within um, – just I feel in a way many people always they're pretty much optimistic they, they don't see the problems they see opportunities and everything so you see those people are more prone to have success uh, and it's not like they just have success easily they just take the necessary steps and they see the obstacles and they build things around those obstacles so I think that's just a different uh, type mindset that we have and then one of the things he spoke about when he listed those five things that I really love I really love this he said think like owners not managers. And I, that just stuck out to me because we are within our company. We are business owners. And I think that's a hard concept for people to understand when we bring them uh, into our business, when we bring them into our system and just reminding them like, I'm not your boss. Like, I'm here to help you. Uh, and you are a business owner. So you have to like, my uh, wife talked about this before. She talked about uh, the difference between having the uh, entrepreneur mindset versus the coin pusher mindset. People get in expecting you can do a certain amount of work and get paid for that. Like at a job, if you work seven hours, you know you're going to get paid a certain amount of money for those seven hours. This is a totally different thing. Like you can like work, 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 work. We already talked about it. Continue to do the work and don't get paid to uh, a long time later. But once you start to continue to put in that work, then you get paid and you get paid and you get paid and just understand it from that. Like, from an owner and just empowering people, understanding like your entire business, you can't run by yourself. That was the uh, thing that I love uh, that he talked about. He was talking about empowering leaders and understand like um, the potential of the organization relies on the strength of your leaders. And that's one thing we have to suffer with because my my wife uh, by herself, uh, she can build this business like time after time, like again and again, they just continue to build to the higher level ranks. But what we have to understand is we can be at the VIP and have nobody there with us. And that gets very old. That plays out very fast. And when you don't have leaders who's promoting and who's allowing you to sustain that, you realize there's something that you have to do. You can't always 
uh, think that you can do it by yourself. You have to empower your leaders. And that's what we have to learn is it takes time. Like he said, you don't find leaders, you build them. And you build them by investing in them. You build them by reaching down, meeting them exactly where they are and investing that time, investing that personal development, showing up to them uh, when they need you the most. So that really stuck out to me. Uh, and just that last thing, we talked about just the undeveloped leader aspect. And I love that because uh, when we joined this uh, company, we was underdeveloped leaders. Uh, we had people, some who we knew personally, who uh, allowed us to uh, grow and who uh, mentored us. But at the same time, we watched everything Chad and uh, Dre did. We watched everything Joe and Stephanie did. We fought, We got on YouTube. We found the leaders who were doing the things that built up to uh, the, the success that they were having. And they was our mentors. We did everything that they said to do. So they had a system already in play. And all we did was show up to that system and apply it to our lives. Uh, and I love that. And he said, um, just the last thing that I would share, uh, when he was talking about the, uh, the growth gap, and he said, if you're a 10, you have somebody that's a six, you have to understand, you have to reach down and meet that person where they are. And you have to understand, like, once you get there, they're probably not going to be at the six. They're still going to be a little below that. So you have to meet them right there and stretch them there. And I think a lot of times we get, we, when people join our business, we, uh, that's why my, my wife, like, literally, she always asks me, do you want to run or do you want to walk? Uh, I'm not going to force you to build up to uh, a diamond when all you want to do is get in to be, have friendships. Like, you can't force things on people. So you have to meet them what, where they are, and you have to run with them if they want to run and walk if they want to walk. Uh, and I, that's one thing that I really love. And just the last thing that I'll share with you guys is uh, He said the greatest, the greatest aspect would be the people around you investing them. And I love that because I think many times we uh, took our teams for granted. Uh, we took because they wasn't what we are, uh, that they wasn't uh, – somehow we feel like we they were worth the time of us investing in and the thing that we learned is uh that's when we put that cap on our team that's when we realized that you can build to an ambassador but if you're not promoting other people then you can understand your income is not going to go past where you are right now so if you want to go to that next level you have to reach people down my wife talks about it all the time she said you have to be irreplaceable if you all if you don't if you want to be the only ambassador on your team you have to understand that's the cap you want to bring up other ambassador diamonds. You, if you're a diamond, understand you're not there to stay. You want to raise up other diamonds. Get to diamond and start to bring up more diamonds. So uh, for me, I think the biggest thing that I got from this was to invest in your leaders. You want to have that duplication. That's the thing I love about Joe and Stephanie is they're always poured into their team. I see the Instagrams and you see a thousand things on Joe's feed. Well, the, their leaders are literally sharing them posts. And that's, that's the thing that I want to see. I want our team to be happy that we're investing in them and I want them to show people because I think that's where that duplication comes in because people see that and they're drawn to that. They're attracted to that. They want to like, how can I be a part of something so as cool as this? So uh, that's the one thing that I got from this. It's just so much good within this. Uh, I literally had to break it down because I, I swear she's, she's literally learning from this. Every time he gets done talking, she wants to get up here and hear what you guys have to say. So uh, that was just so much good. And then uh, thank you for sharing this again, Joe. That's awesome. Yeah, she she's basically learning everything by osmosis right now. And she's got amazing things that she's going to do in her lifetime. I can't wait to see it. So number two was unscalable processes. I love how he uses the example of a three legged stool and having all three legs be different sizes. It's not going to be stable. So the game plan is to try and grow those things as consistent as possible so that it grows and is stable. You can't outgrow one area. You know, if, if all you're doing is growing your mindset by showing up to these, 
but then you're not applying it over here. You're just going to have a wealth of knowledge, but not a wealth of account. You're not going to have a wealth of sharing with people because you're holding everything in. So I love how he talks about having a definable growth flow with your growth drivers. And, and Chad brought up some really good ones. And I was sitting there thinking, you know, because we're all going to come up with different ones. But I, I truly think because we posted in there, uh, one, one of the growth, growth drivers is building more rubies. Okay, well, that's, that's obvious. Duh, we know that. Okay, well, so what are some of the growth drivers? Well, you know, you can look at number one, since we're on the KPI kick, I can talk about that. You know, you've got your daily task list. Your daily task list is a growth driver. Now, the daily task list has multiple things in it. So you could technically say your daily task list could have three to seven growth drivers. But as a whole, that's one place is those daily task lists. Two is a, a personal development leg. You need to have that. Absolutely need to have that. You know, three, so if we're making a stable stool, you have to have a give back functionality. I love how Chad talked about that, you know. If you're going to be getting, you need to be able to be giving too. And that's, that's one of the things that uh, I've, I've been doing some uh, reading on, on the, uh, I guess, the outpouring of abundance that happens for people who give. It's something that is absolutely tangible because of the fact that they've done studies to look at people that give, not not just financially, but of their time, of their talents, you know, helping neighbors, helping their community, you know, giving to large organizations. They found that one, they're all happier. That was one of the first defining traits of everybody that was giving was that they were all happier. But then two, they had an abundant life. And the reason why is because they're more of a river than they are a reservoir. Things are passing through them. So the more that they have things pass through them, the more that they were able to have come back into their life. It's the law of reciprocity. When you do something good, good is going to come back. So the measure is based on what you do. Are you spending a lot of time with your team, helping them to grow and expand their businesses. Well, guys, that's going to do nothing but return back to you. That's why this business and this industry is so amazing is because it's based on the law of giving. If you go and give your time and your talent into your team, it's going to reward you by having a bigger team and it compounds. Three, unhealthy mindset. Well, don't know what to tell you on that one. I mean, it says it all right there. If you have an unhealthy mindset, man, game over, done. Talk about that all the time. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to be an eternal optimist. And by being an eternal optimist, that doesn't mean that bad things are going to happen to you. He was talking about that. Bad things are going to happen, but it's what are you going to do when those things happen? You're either going to grow from it or you're going to go from it. You have to have a founder's mindset. Uh, I love how he said you have to have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. You know, a growth, growth mindset is looking for answers. A fixed mindset is it's always been this way. There's no reason to change it. 
this, this was a, a mind-blowing thing for me. Organizations have an identity and an esteem. That's absolutely true. Are you sitting there and telling your team, we're a diamond team, you're a ruby, you're a diamond team, you're a black diamond team, you're a double ambassador team. What kind of esteem does your team hold for them? Uh, I love that he broke it down into the five things. You know, one was a basis for action, two, bold leadership, three, defiant stubbornness. I love that. You're not going to, you have grit. You're not going to give up. Four, think like owners. That, that was probably my favorite one. And I know Tay hit on that. And then five, having obsessive focus. Four was underdeveloped leaders. And this is where he spent the majority of the time talking because he said, if you only focus on one thing, focusing on developing leaders, because that's what's going to compound and cause things to grow. So he said, identify and develop the right leaders. Like Tay said, not everybody wants to be a leader. Not everybody comes in to be an ambassador diamond. Some people come in just to be a ruby. Some people come in just for the friendship and the fun part. So make sure that you're identifying those people and developing them accordingly. You know, give your leaders permission to fail. They can go out and try stuff. They don't have to follow the rules. You as a leader, allow them room to try things to see what's successful. And the reason why that's so amazing is because when they find something successful that's working that you didn't find, guess what that does? That only allows you to become better and the rest of your team to become better. Uh, growth involves the potential to fail. You know, and Chad said, or maybe it was Tay, I don't know. I definitely know it was Craig Rochelle. He said, growth and comfort cannot coexist. So growth involves the potential to fail. It's gonna happen. Failure is inevitable because guess what? You can't hit 100% home runs all the time. You're going to strike out. Babe Ruth was a perfect example. He held the home run record, but guess what else he held at the same time? The strikeout record. So that tells you that's how you have to go. Don't see people as a means to getting something done. I mean, that, that right there, if you take one thing away on how to um, mentor and lead your team, managers see people as a means to getting their will done. Leaders don't. Leaders see getting things done as a way to develop people. Don't get the two confused. Be a leader and not the manager. I love the thought process of the developmental dip because John Maxwell talks about this all the time. What is your leadership level from a one to 10? All right, so I'm a 10. I see Tay, Tay is a six. Okay, well, I assigned a six to Tay. I'm gonna lead Tay at a six level. I'm gonna stretch him to hopefully an eight. That's what I wanna do. But the developmental dip is the difference between me doing something at a 10 and Tay doing something at a six while letting Tay take over that as a six. And there's that four point dip between if I would have done it myself versus letting Tay do it. But here's where the magic happens in that. If I've got Tay at a six and I've got Chad at a six, 
Well, now guess what? I've got two people working at a sixth level getting twice as much work done, even though it's not as exciting and as perfect as I would want it to be as a leader, it's compounded. An easier example for people that normally think about this process is uh, tasks. Okay, so I have a lawn that needs to get mowed. It takes three hours. So if it takes me three hours to mow the lawn, that's three hours of me not working on my business. What is that cost to me? Where I can have a kid down the street come and mow the lawn for $20 and he can do it. It may take him four hours and it may not have the lines perfectly the way that I would want them, the circle around the trees. You know, he may miss spots, but the lawn gets mowed and I've been able to compound and use my skills where my skills are needed. It's the same thing with developing leaders. If you're constantly micromanaging your leaders to do it to the level that you want it done at, you are removing the advantage of layered leadership. Because you'd rather have 30 people at a six level than two people at a 10. So he said, if you only focus on one thing, focusing on developing leaders, see getting things done as a way to develop the people in your team. And don't worry, the developmental dip leads to compounding. Last thing was his three questions. One, make sure you name your growth. Two, what mindset do you need to change? And then three, on a level of one to 10, how strong is your leadership development culture of your team? And then more importantly, after you answer that, if it's under nine, what are you going to do to change it? Guys, thanks for being on with us today. Can't wait to see you here next time. And hopefully you got some amazing nuggets from these two trainings. Make sure you go back through them, listen to them again. I know I'm going to go back through because this was some quick and heavy stuff that you could just keep listening to and learning from. So go out and make an awesome week. We'll see you here again next time.